Hey everybody, John Finn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. Visit our website, sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out by email, and also for the monthly newsletter. That's where we put information about where we'll be, our conferences, our Zoom online meetings, things of that nature. So subscribe to those things, follow the instructions, make sure we're entered in your own address book or contact list so that uh, our emails don't come uh, get filed into the spam file. So learn about the biblical house church, rotating homes, rotating who uh, shares responsibility and leads, and uh, much more there, cwowi.org. All right. Today, talking about hoping to better your sleep and talking about demons in their, in sleep who torment people and how to, how to deal with it. First off, we want to ask, you know, how do, how does the door open for a demon to come in? I think there are many people who have done spiritual warfare in their sleep. They, they, they're in turmoil. They're fighting demons. They're doing different things like that. And it's like, okay, how do I end this? How do I get some good sleep? Well, first in the natural without any spiritual things. In the natural, how can we open the doors? And I think, you know, for many people, at least in the West, if if I were to ask what uh, movie as a child gave you nightmares, at least some people would say The Flying Monkeys of, of uh, The Wizard of Oz. If I asked just a general question and got answers, you know, many people would have their own movie that they remember as a child gave them nightmares. And certainly today, children are raised by parents without a lot of spiritual discernment or or uh, parental discipline. Uh, you know, back when I was a kid, there were shows on TV that are very mild today, but my parents wouldn't let me watch them, wouldn't let me stay up late or anything to watch them because uh, it was adult content or, it, it, you know, it was over my head in terms of understanding or it was scary or whatever the case was. So there was some idea. But today you've got little kids watching movies with violence and witchcraft and all kinds of things in there. So there's all sorts of doors that can open to the psychological end of it just on a psychological level of a child seeing things before they're able to, to deal with it. But spiritually, how does that door open? There can be different different ways that that happens. The uh, one way is a person's own uh, lust, own uh, sinfulness, basically, through movies that are watched, uh, something online, uh, whether it be you know any subject, whatever the case is, and that can open the door for, for demonic attack so that in the sleep, it goes beyond the psychological. It can go into the spiritual. I, years ago, years and years ago, I had a, a woman who, uh, emailed me and was angry at me for coming to her in her sleep. And I, I didn't know this woman much at all, you know, just had, had met her a couple times, different things of that nature. And, you know, I asked the father what was going on. And he told me it was had to do with her lust and self-image and unhappiness in her marriage. And so demons, you know, imitating a person is what happens or, you know, and, and so she would dream, she'd have the sleep and a demon would come and attack her or whatever. And it would take the form of me and so she got mad at me. I'm like, what in the world is going on? But thankfully, the father told me the core root of it. And I was able to take authority over it. And I trust that she was able to deal with her own heart as well. So a lot of times, you know, people have that, whether it be uh, a violent act, whether it be a sexual act, whether it be something like that, they'll have a demon 
who, you know, demons in the Old Testament are called familiar spirits. And the reason they're called familiar spirits is because they are familiar with us. They hang around a family. They can use bodies up, you know, multiple generations where, you know, a spirit with cancer can can go two or three generations deep. They're using up one body after the other. Um, you know, so so when you talk about familiar spirits, they know how they, they've observed. They can't, demons cannot read your mind. But but familiar spirits have been around your family, been around you. They know your weaknesses. They know your strengths. That's where, have you ever had something where just crazy ideas come into your mind? And you think, where in the world did that come from? A lot of times, you know, demons don't know what you're thinking. So they just blast a bunch of stuff out there to see if anything sticks, to see if you take anything. But uh, but if it's not if it's not a door you open through something you saw or someone you interacted with or or something in dealing with your own uh, desires and lusts and and dreams and inadequacies and self image and all that stuff if it's not something like that then there could be another avenue. Let's say for instance a child uh, boy or girl uh, you know when they're a child they are and to keep this kind of a more of a PG rating. Uh, let's just say they are misused or abused in some way by an adult when they're a child. And then when they become an adult, it's they have nightmares where a where it seems like that person or what it really is is a demon imitating that person or it is a demon from that person, even if they don't know about it, uh, that is attacking that person, that adult, uh, in the night, in the nightmares. So let's say you've got a perpetrator who did something bad to a child, and 20 years later that that child is now an adult. But the demons which operated through that person that, that was doing the abusing, the attacking, the demons are looking for another opening. They're looking to expand their influence. Uh, you'll, you'll recall in, in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus uh, was ready to cast out the spirit of Legion, who was the boss demon uh, that was in the man. And it says in Mark chapter 5, it says that the demon begged Jesus not to send him out of that country. And the reason for that is because they know the territory, they know the people. Now, Jesus tricked them by casting them out into a bunch of pigs, which promptly drowned themselves, which sent those spirits back into that dark spirit realm, and they'd have to start their work all over again, trying to find people to influence. But when Jesus cast them out, excuse me, when, when Jesus was wanting to cast them out, the legion said, don't send us out of the country. They, they know the territory. So you've got familiar spirits that know your family and everything. So those demons in that perpetrator, in that person who who did the de- did the attack uh, or the abuse or whatever, that person, those demons will seek to 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 increase their influence, and they will do that through the victims. They will try to intimidate and and continue the uh, their influence through the victims for years. So how do you deal with this? And here's the amazing thing: it's interesting is once um, once that perpetrator dies. You know, those spirits are back into the, the demonic realm, back into the, the, the realm of darkness, and they have to work to try to find another victim. So oftentimes a person's nightmares will uh, will end when that person dies. But how do you, in, in the meantime, how do you fight against them? And here's, here's what I would say. Demons are just individuals. They, just like you or me, just like an angel, they are individuals. They don't have any special powers over you. They can't read your mind. It, whether it, there's a thing out there, there's a thing out there called um, a spiritual spouse, a spiritual wife, spiritual husband, 
And it's interesting that is uh, that comes from shamanism. If you if you just look up the roots of that, you'll find in shamans or what we would call in the West witch doctors, uh, you know, tribal uh, uh, priests or whatever that are that are shamans. And in shamanism, a spiritual spouse is a demon that helps the shaman do their work. And there's and it's creeping into Christian. In fact, I've seen so many. I've gotten emails from people talking about their their spirit spouses and stuff like that. And all those are demons, whether we call them familiar spirits or spirit spouse, or whether we say they're demons from a perpetrator from years ago in our childhood or whatever the case is. They are just demons, and they have a, a will. And it's your will against their will. They can't read your mind. All they can do is try to influence you through fear and intimidation. But you have Christ in you. You know, Romans 8.32 is so amazing where Paul makes the point that the Father God who created all things used his Son to create all things. Then, having created all things, gave us his Son. And Paul said, how then once you have the Son, shall the Father God not give you freely all things? You have the Son of God. You've got Christ in you by the Holy Spirit. How can you how can you improve upon that? How can you, you you change that for the better in any way? You can't fast enough. You can't give enough. You can't pray enough. You've got Christ in you. And so greater is he who's in us than he that's in the world. You have the authority to use the name of Jesus. Many Christians uh, are afraid of demons. They pray, I've prayed God to take this demon away. It's like, no, 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 no. Jesus said, I'm delegating authority. I'm giving you authority to use my name against demons. And so that's why we don't pray against demons. And many people have prayed probably for years, Lord, take these nightmares away. But when it enters the demonic realm, it's not up for God to deal with the demons. It's up for you to deal with the demons. So know that they can't read your mind. Know that they that all they can do is cause fear and intimidation. So what you do is if you are married now, if you've got a spouse, join together in prayer and just take authority over those spirits and send them back to where they came from or command them not to bother you anymore again. If you're by yourself, that's fine too. You've got authority just by yourself. And just say, I take authority over the spirits attacking me in my sleep. I command you away from me. Go back to that perpetrator. Go back to where you came from. But leave me alone. Never come again. And you will find that if they have had you in fear, intimidation, nightmares for years, it's going to be a test of your will against their will. They see you they see you using the name of Jesus, but they don't know if you truly have faith in that name of Jesus. They don't know if you're actually going to take a stand, a firm stand of your will against theirs. It's just like anybody trying to break into your house. You would stand against them. You would fight them. If they tried to break into your house and steal or hurt you or something like that, you would stand against them. So a lot of it is developing a strong enough backbone, setting setting your will to say, look, I'm done with this. I command you in the name of Jesus. There's a righteous indignation that will come up out of your spirit that will take authority over those spirits and say, I command you to stop bothering me in, in these nightmares. I command you to go back to where you came from. This assignment is broken in the name of Jesus. And you just have to use that name once. It's the most powerful name in the universe if you have faith in it. Um, like Acts 3.16 says, in Acts 3.16 there was a lame man that was totally healed. You remember Peter and John in Acts chapter 3, going up to temple, and the man asked for alms? There's a children's saying about it, that, uh, and a song about it, that, that uh, he stretched out his palm and he asked for alms. But this is what Peter did say, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And in Acts 3.16, when Peter is asked, how does this man stand before us whole? Peter says, it was through faith in the name of Jesus. 
So that is the key, not just using the name of Jesus, but actually having some faith in the name of Jesus. And so you you gather yourself, you determine your will, you, you set your will, and you have faith in the name of Jesus. So you, if you need to read Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, if you need to read Acts 3.16, build yourself up on the power of the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 10, how the, the, the 70 went out and the 12 went out, and they were thrilled that they that they could use the name of Jesus against demons. Study that up. Think about the power of the name of Jesus. And, and then just take authority over those demons. Command them to leave. Command them to go back to where they came. And and they will. Now, it, it sometimes it'll be gradual because they're testing your will. You know, are, are you really going to stand for this? Or are you going to give in? Rebuke that spirit of fear. You know, for, forgive that person as a, as a decision. They, you may still want them to be held accountable for their actions, which is right and just. Um, kind of like Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, if you read there through verses oh, 11 or 12 through 17, Paul made the decision, said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. The Lord will repay him according to, to what he did. There, there are those times where you say, Lord, I forgive the person as a decision because I'm commanded to as a decision in Mark 11, 25 and 26, but I still want them to be held accountable to you for what they did to me. And, uh, and anyway, if you get my weekly thoughts, uh, in the next couple of weeks, there's a good thing there about forgiveness on that next. In fact, this coming Friday, I believe it is about forgiveness. But, uh, the point is this, that, uh, that those are demons. They have a free will. They're going to try to expand their influence. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. You can stand against them. You use the name of Jesus. You command them to go. And no matter what label you put on it, you know, spirit spouse, familiar spirit, demon from your attacker or whatever the past is, you can deal with it. So those are some categories, uh, but by casting them out, in other words. So those are some categories, you know, things in the natural that we watch, uh, dealing with our own heart that opens the door and our own imagination that opens the door to these things, or if we've been the victim. Those are three categories that I've covered today. In each one, it involves closing the door, standing up for what is right, standing up, setting your will, and using the name of Jesus and your will to stand against them. I'm going to say this in conclusion and realize this. Your will is sovereign. Neither God nor the devil can make up your mind for you. Think about that. All they can do is influence you. The Father tries to lead you into the ways of salvation, the ways of life. And and demons try to use fear and intimidation to get you to, to buckle to, to submit to the fear and intimidation. Don't do it. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You've got the authority to use the name of Jesus. All right, God bless. I hope this has been a blessing. People explain the way things work. Use the name of Jesus. Command those demons to, to flee and stand your ground. Amen.